The following presentation is brought to you through the power of science. Shiny. Welcome to Generations Geek, a family-friendly celebration of geekdom by father-daughter arachnophiles. I'm science fiction writer Scott Pearson, and I'm joined, as always, by my daughter. Hello. And we are two generations of geek. This is episode 31, The Spider-Man, and we'll be talking about a few different versions, moltings, of your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man on TV and in the movies. But first... We're dedicating this show to a great kid named Rachel, whose story was told by podcaster Sean Rosado on the Legion of Leia blog. Rachel is seven years old and loves superheroes. She wore Spider-Man shoes and a Spider-Man backpack on her first day of first grade and was teased by some boys because they thought girls shouldn't like Spider-Man. She got teased so much, she decided she would leave Spider-Man behind. She's still into geeky things, but she wants to make sure it isn't boy stuff. Well, here at Generations Geek, we think superheroes and all geeky cool things are for everybody, boys and girls alike. But we know how hard it is to escape those stereotypes. When Ella was little, I often went to the boys' clothing section to find her cool shirts because the girls' section never had anything with dinosaurs on it. So, Rachel, we hope someday you get back to Spider-Man because the web-slinger is a pretty amazing guy. In the meantime, stay strong, stay proud, and stay geeky. This spidery episode is for you. Now... On with the show. Okay, we are just crawling with spiders over here. True that. <laughs> we watched uh, a number of Spider-Man movies, and we started with the 1977 made-for-TV movie, The Amazing Spider-Man, which was the first live-action TV show of Spider-Man. It ran for two short and messed up seasons, only 13 episodes altogether. What did you think of the made-for-TV movie? It was all right. <laughs> Elaborate? It was a little... It's really easy to get really cheesy with Spider-Man really fast. Especially with a 1977 TV movie budget and special effects. Exactly. Yeah, so it was Spider-Man who... Didn't use the webs anywhere near as much as you expect Spider-Man to because they they were pretty cool spider web effects for 1977 TV, but they were obviously difficult to do, and so he didn't do a lot of that, and he only did a little bit of swinging. You didn't see a lot of swinging, but it's still kind of likable. Um, it's not unlikable. Uh, yeah, although it, it is kind of goofy in some ways. They made... Well, one thing I liked about it, they made one change where Peter Parker is a university student. He's a science student, and so he's actually doing work in a lab with radioactive materials. And so it actually makes it much more believable that he would get in a situation to be bitten by, a, by an irradiated spider. Because otherwise, you have to have a high school student who somehow stumbles into a radioactive spider. <laughs> And it's not, you know, so this is more plausible. And yet he still, you know, they still kept him sort of the young, geeky, goofball character, mm -hmm. even though he was a little bit older. However, I don't understand why they didn't use a Mary Jane or Gwen Stacy character. There was like sort of the female interest. There was still only like... Yeah, well, and then there was a different character. It was just like, there's this pretty girl here. Yeah. By the way. 
Yeah. And then, and that was just a one-off because then when the series proper started, then I think they cast a regular character, um, a regular female character, as opposed to just the character who was involved in the story. The plot is a spider gets into his radioactive experiment at the university, so that's where he gets bitten. So he becomes Spider-Man, and he becomes aware of this bad guy who's using some sort of mind control techniques to have people rob banks. And he starts going after the guy, but then for some reason the guy has like a bunch of kung fu guys as his bodyguard. Yeah, like literal ninjas. <laughs> and so out of nowhere, Spider-Man is fighting a bunch of ninjas <laughs> with sort of semi-awkwardly staged martial arts. This is like stereotypical, like dressed like asian men dressed all in black yeah it it was that was an odd turn (laughs) and of course you're waiting for spider-man just to you know web them all up but that doesn't really happen but it was likable and i think that the guy the guy captured in the scenes where he's discovering his his new powers Mm -hmm. uh, i think he did a good job of capturing that and they also used uh they they did have the spider sense which was something they seemed to leave out of um, the uh, Amazing Spider-Man movie with uh, the Andrew Garfield versions. I don't remember him having any Spider-Sense scenes. No, not no. really. Yeah. Because he was older and already in college, the uh, whole Aunt May, Uncle Ben thing wasn't there. I guess Aunt May showed up now and then, but I don't even think he referenced Ben at all, did he? No. Mm-mm. Yeah, so so they uh, left that out. So in the end, I had kind of a nostalgic fondness for it. I remember, you know, I, wa- I watched it when it was originally broadcast mm-hmm. when I was in seventh grade or whatever and mm-hmm. enjoyed it. But even f- if for all its limitations, uh, it's, it's a likable enough uh, show and has good performances, but obviously it gets... It's kind of, it's unfair to judge it against the other movies. Yeah. Yeah. So up next, we get into the modern era of Spider-Man, the 2002 film version, just called Spider-Man, starring Tobey Maguire. What did you think of this one? I don't don't like this movie. (laughs) Really? What don't you like about it? It seemed amateur. Really? Why? What seemed amateur to you? The dialogue and the direction and... I don't know if I'd agree on the direction, but I do agree that the dialogue is a little corny. The, the and I cam- think... Like the, um, the like camera angles, and like just the way they cut things together. Uh, I think they are... I, I think I some know. of that, I on watching it now, I haven't watched it since it first came out... It really struck me that I think they were trying to um, be kind of comic booky, but not a lot. One thing I liked about it was making the uh, spider webbing an organic part of his mutation. Yeah, that was, um, yeah. So, oh, we should go back and say, so in this one, he starts out, he's in high school, so it's more true to the uh, source material. And there's Mary Jane, and there's the, uh, the bully character, Flash. That's all. I did like there. I like the scene with Flash where he was like want to go and he was kind of like ah. but then like when Flash started fighting him he just like kept ducking out of the way. 
<laughs> at the end, he like punched him into the principal and like ruined it. But it reminded me of Aang in, in um, Avatar: <laughs> Last Airbender. Yeah. Because whenever anyone tries to fight with him, he's just like, "Oh, nope," <laughs> and like dodges everything. <laughs> that part was good. So this was set up. It wasn't a radioactive spider. It was a genetically enhanced spider, right? Sure. Yeah. And so they go on a school field trip. Hijinks ensue. Um, and all everything... the char- all the characters have too many problems. Like, Mary Jane's dad is always screaming at her, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, like, Ben dies, and, like, they're all having issues. And just, well, like, but Ben dying is a cornerstone of n- the... No, well, yeah, but, like, on top of, like, Ben dying, so then, like... Because Spider-Man already has kind of a rough time of it, like, because his uncle dies, and it's, like, sort of semi his fault, but not really, but, like, enough that he feels guilty. Yeah. And then Mary Jane's dad's always screaming at her, and then, um... The kid Harry's dad is all like, like always like upset with him, and he, so he feels like an outcast. And they're all just yeah. like, but they're not pulling off the outcast trio vibe. Yeah, yeah. But it's I think... just like everyone's lives suck, <laughs> and now the Green Goblin is trying to kill us in his ridiculous plastic costume. See now, yeah, that's where they seem to be very comic booky, and they wrote his dialogue very comic booky and seeing I didn't remember feeling that strongly about it the first time but when I watched it this time I was thinking man that's some of those lines are just kind of forced they just I'm not feeling it and then when he dies he's tr- like trying to kill Spider-Man but he's right in the line of the thing so like even if the glider had hit Spider-Man I feel like the momentum would have like carried it and then he gets hit but it's like it doesn't it hits him in like the groin and then he just dies on the spot. It's like, what have you got down there? Right. <laughs> that I you thought just, hit him it in takes... the abdomen, but... No, no, because his entire abdomen was above it, and he fell, like his torso fell straight when he died. It's like, what oh. What are you keeping down there that you was... just yeah, the, 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 drop that... dead after two seconds? That was awkwardly staged, perhaps. How about when he's trying to figure out how to use his webs? And he's like, go, web, go. And then he's like, rock on. And he just can't, like, feel... I'm just like... Calm down, friend. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of those lines fell really flat. But again, I want to say that this was a cool thing, that because in the original source material, he gets bitten by the spider, and he gets all these amazing spider powers, but then he goes out and builds hardware to shoot the web. And I really like that in this one, they made the web just part of the uh, mutation. But then, yeah, cool. because it's a part of the mutation, he has to figure out how it works. And but it's also like the like, lines are it's part forced. of your body now. So it's like I feel like it wouldn't take that much effort to just be like, oh. Well, it really only took him a, you know, like a minute to start. A minute too long. <laughs> I think Tommy McGuire did a decent I mean, job with as what the... he was given. As the uh, nerdy loser, I mean, we uh, didn't character. watch the rest of the movies, but like I've seen parts of them. Like, there's like this dance off in the third one. It's like most, why most of geek fandom pretends that Spider Man Three never happened. Yeah, I never saw it because I heard so many bad things about it. One. Commenting back to the Amazing Spider Man TV movie, obviously in this one. Spider-Man 2002. We have special effects that are much more advanced, so you get to see some great web slinging. Except for what about the shot where he's, like, carrying 
Mary Jane and her hair is like blowing in the wrong direction and Spider-Man is just like a rock. He's not moving at all. They're... It's like an image of Spider-Man moving across the screen and Mary Jane's hair blowing in one direction. Yeah, some of the uh, <laughs> some of the CGI is a little dated. Uh, it's like, know. friend, just turn on a different fan. So I flipped the off switch on that one and the on switch on that <laughs> one. It's like just... I do not remember that scene. It was hard to catch. But I saw a breakdown of it on Tumblr one time, mm-hmm. so I was waiting for it. Because I knew that I would talk about it, because I don't like this movie. <laughs> you know who I think needs to work together? Who? Tobey Maguire and Elijah Wood. Yeah, Couldn't he, they play brothers or cousins or he, something? He definitely gives off the Elijah Wood vibe. I just want, I want the Russo brothers to direct a Spider-Man introduction movie where he like becomes part of the Avengers. And they're like, where you been? And he's like, every time I leave town for a day and a half, you destroy New York. And then I come back to this. What are you doing? So, Spider-Man, I remembered from when I saw it originally. Mm-hmm. I remembered liking it. Being quite, you know, enjoying it quite a bit. Upon the second viewing, I was a little bit more lukewarm. It was entertaining enough, but... The Green Goblin character was written and portrayed very comic booky in a in a bad way, because if if the unless the entire it has to be subtle, it has to be more subtle. Well, or you can't just go full comic book when other things aren't full comic. Book. Oh, see, that's exactly what I was starting to say. The it depends whole movie, on the context. The whole movie has to be that level of ridiculous comic book insanity. Yeah. One last comment on Spider Man two thousand and two with Tobey Maguire, as opposed to. The Amazing Spider-Man 1977 TV movie. They've got the whole Aunt May, Uncle Ben story with Uncle Ben getting killed and and uh, Peter feeling responsible. They've got the wrestling scene. Peter Parker wrestles to make some money. I do like that. Which is a, a good scene. Yeah. And I think Aunt May, Aunt May, Aunt May, potato, potato. Good casting. She was a good Aunt May. I think she, she, they were a little... They were a little old. Well, but they're supposed to be old. They're supposed to be old, but she seemed like she seemed like she should be in a home. Like, <laughs> sorry, I wouldn't go. Fa- I wouldn't May. go that far. She's a little, a little on the shaky side. <laughs> oh, also, I'm sure I've said something about this before, but I don't trust any Franco. Like, name a Franco. You've got this thing, and about I the don't. Francos. Okay, it's their dead eyes. <laughs> Like a doll's eyes. They're, Little jaws line there for the... They're good actors, but <laughs> it doesn't reach their eyes. Like, they could be, like, portraying, like, a husband on his wedding night. Like, seeing his bride come down the aisle. And his entire face and body language would be perfect, like, amazing. And then just dead eyes. What's the trust about that? <laughs> Like, trust, let's trust Tom Hiddleston. Okay, I trust him. Okay. Just, like, knee-jerk reaction. To, like, Tom Hiddleston, Chris Hardwick. Okay. <laughs> I, can, I can go on. So, Mr. Franco, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. My daughter hates you. Stay I'm, I'm away sure from why. me. <laughs> okay, moving on from your irrational fear and or hatred of uh, Mr. It's pretty Franco. Rational. It's pretty rational. Just look in his eyes. We'll move on to The Amazing Spider-Man 2012, starring Andrew Garfield. And Emma Stone. What do you think of this one? I really like this movie. (laughs) Uh, 
I do wish, I wish that he had had organic web. That was slingers. a nice touch, web, what do but you, I don't have any glands? problem. I don't have any problem with them going back to the uh, source material. Because now, now it's like, what happens when somebody takes that away from him? Like, just bust those bracelets off. What's he got? What you got now? <laughs> Spider, like... He, well, he's still got superpowers. He's still... Yeah, but, like, he relies pretty heavily on them webs, though. But they did such a great job of it. It's true. Because they tied it in the montage to stuff sewing that was going on scene. at Oz... Was it, was it called Oz? Oztech, I don't Oz, know. Yeah. It wasn't Oztech. <laughs> but they, they tied it in to material that was being True. developed there. True. True. So let's talk a little bit about how this is all set up. So, I mean, they, they do the uh, Aunt May, Uncle Ben storyline, but they add a very interesting backstory and show his parents and, wa- and, and how he got, uh, how he ended up with his aunt and uncle, yeah. and they tie it in with stuff going on at the lab. Yeah, so the, so and the that spider... that was a really yeah. nice... Mm-hmm. That, that was a nice extra layer added to the film. I really liked that. I thought that worked very well. And I liked... They did a little cool reference to the wrestling bit. Yeah, he falls, he falls he through falls, a ceiling yeah, into a thing. Yeah, before he starts having a costume, when he's, when he's just out... Attacking people. He was like fighting somebody, and he He's, falls through a ceiling, and he looks up, and there's like and this he, poster yeah, he with lands, a mask. Yeah, he lands in, in an old abandoned and like, wrestling place, and there's a mask on the wall. Ay. Well, because the, the guy says, "I know your face. I know what you look like," and then he falls and sees the mask. Yeah, and like, so it all comes together. I need to wear a mask, and there's a you know. But yeah, it's my tied favorite part about the Spider-Man mask. plot is how. The mythos, he, if you will. Yes, is how this like high like this teenage boy. Just like becomes a seamstress. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He that just is amusing. like perhaps like it's that's the, some pretty hardcore like maybe cosplay. It's, maybe it's part of the spider thing, spinning he webs. Can, oh yeah. Suddenly he can. Mm-hmm. Maybe he just are. Maybe maybe he already had like a. Maybe his guilty pleasure is like Pinterest, mm-hmm. and he already had like a board all pinned of like costume ideas. Because he's a nerd. He's a nerd. So, Andrew Garfield, I thought he made a nice, uh, nerdy, loserish kind of. And here's the the thing about Andrew Garfield he's like the anti James Franco. (laughs) Back on Mr. Franco. I trust him. Except for he's not that much of a. He likes skateboards. One thing that I didn't like about this one. The Gwen Stacy character. I mean, it was cool that they used Gwen Stacy. Emma Stone is a fabulous actor. Emma Stone is amazing. But it never seemed to me like she was an actual high school student. She should have had a lip sync scene. No, yeah, she seemed ve- she was very mature. You know, he seemed like a high school student. She did not. And then when they go on the field trip or the whatever that ends up getting him exposed to the mutant yeah, spider. Yeah, she's an intern. At- she's an intern there. So it's like... She's actually like leading. She's a high school student, but she's leading other high school students around. Yeah, I, it it really kind of skewed the perception of her age, and it kind of so that didn't. She should have had a lip sync scene. They should have had her lip syncing graduation. <laughs> Just blaring. I think the traveling. tone was more even throughout. Unlike mm-hmm. we talked about the Tobey Maguire one, mm-hmm. that we thought that the 
tone was off. Yeah. I, I really liked the spider scene in this one because he ends up it was really... inadvertently in a room crawling yeah. with spiders. And it was effectively creepy and, and kind of like, yeah. and it's like he's getting spiders on him. He's like, Ugh! although he's I don't like, like the first time, because there's always like the scene where he, oh, you got to stand up to the bully. You know, he's got these spider powers. And then his uncle's like mad at him. He's like, how could you humiliate that boy? It's like, um, like that boy seems to humiliate the rest of the school on a daily basis. Like, I feel like not being able to grab a basketball from a nerd is like, <laughs> got what's coming to you, Flash. Yeah, well... But then also, I like the character development. Because then Flash... Because, like, Flash isn't really too much of a bully. He's just, like, a jerk. But then he's, like... um, Because then later on, he comes over and he's, like... He tries to be a nice guy about he's the like, death hey, Peter. of his band. And uh, Peter, like, grabs him and slams him up against the lockers. And he's, like, it, it feels better, doesn't it? I heard about your uncle. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was a great scene. And, and it shows how, in this film, as contrasted with the Tobey Maguire version, that there's a little bit more layers, a little complexity, a little something extra there that Also, we didn't watch the one. second one? And the second... Oh, yeah, because we're only, for the purposes of this spider cast, we were just watching the origin story movie. The second so one is even more cray. Three, I definitely want to go back and watch... I like it when he's like about Amazing to start Spider-Man dating um, Gwen Stacy... And he's like, I got it. like he's like having this inner turmoil because he's like, I gotta tell her who I am first. And then instead of just being like, Hey, by the way, I'm Spider Man, he like grabs her with his webs, and she's like, What? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's so funny. I like the scene in this one where he's trying to figure out his. <laughs> this scene, he like gets up in the morning, and stuff is like sticking it, like he like his stuff is sticking to him, and he goes in the bathroom, goes like put toothpaste on his toothbrush, and just like crushes it because he's so strong, and then like tries to turn on the sink, and just like the sink handle sticks to him, and just tears off, and there's water everywhere, and then like tries to grab something else, and, like breaks the towel hanger, and then he's just standing in there like, what do I yeah. do? And it's so funny. Yeah, and and they did the uh, inadvertent thing sticking to the hands with Tobey Maguire too, but they didn't do the accidental strength things. And I thought yeah. that was a nice touch to have him accidentally squeeze. He would like t- crush things. Yeah. yeah. And just accidentally like it was so funny too. And here's a picky little thing. It bugged me that Aunt May didn't have gray hair. <laughs> didn't she have grayish? No. Oh. Here's a couple things that I like. So, um Ben's death. Mm-hmm. In the Toby Maguire one, he gets carjacked by the thief that Peter Parker has let go past him. And so that's why Peter gets the guilt feeling. I feel like he was in a pretty more pretty safely gray moral area. Yes. You feel because But the, that's still in, in in Toby Maguire's movie, um, it's like the wrestling guy won't give him his money. And then the guy robs him, and he's like, stop that guy. Yeah. And he like quotes him because the guy's like, sounds like it's not my problem. And so he's like, sounds like it's not my problem. And he does the same thing in this movie because he is like two cents short. He wants to buy some chocolate milk, and he's like two cents short. And the guy's like, I nope. Yes. Get out of my yeah. store. But still, it's ent- it's still entirely believable that you would feel responsible when you find out. That- mm-hmm. But in the uh, Tobey Maguire version, he gets carjacked by the guy, and it happens off screen. And and but then I like how in this one Ben gets a a sort of heroic death. Yeah, it makes it a lot sadder. Because Ben is lecturing Peter about how to be 
you know, a, a proper good person, yeah, person. And he puts his money where his mouth is. He, you know, he tries to do something because the guy, right. the guy, like trips and someone's yelling, like stop him, and then he like drops his gun, and Ben like sees him and sees the gun is like immediately is like fighting with him. Yeah, he goes to you know he do what he thinks. Even though that thief is like twenty five years old and he's like seventy five. Yeah. And like, so that was a, and so again, here's another example where in this film, there's like a little extra layer written in for the character that brings a little bit more. Now, what I was hoping for was that then when it jumps forward a little bit in time after Ben's death, I was hoping that then Aunt May would then have gray hair. Mm-hmm. But that's a that's a very picky thing. But for me, Aunt May, you know, when you're picturing the classic comic books, Aunt May has always had gray hair or white hair, and so. But that actor is really good. But Aunt May. yeah, I mean, she was Sally Field was 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 great in the part, but I wish she would have done it with gray hair. Was there anything in the uh, Garfield one that you were disappointed by? He could be more of a nerd, like when you've got Andrew Garfield doing his tussled hair fake like shy <laughs> act with the skateboard it doesn't really come off as like hey like i'm a giant nerd i get bullied a lot and don't know how to talk to girls he like smooth talks gwen pretty quick <laughs> and even like he trips or like something he does he he embarrasses himself but it's like i am like yeah it's very obviously like i was too busy staring at your face so yeah, he wasn't quite he wasn't portrayed as nerdy loserish as Toby Maguire was. That would have been better. But he was still Because he already like he's, but he was still he, the he off- was like pretty like ripped already. It seemed like like he was pretty he was pretty well off already. Yeah, they do a better job of that in the Toby Maguire film of they've got that great shot where he's like the ninety eight pound weakling and then when he wakes up the next morning he's got yeah. muscles and so yeah. Kind of the uh, like the you know the Captain America. I I would definitely. I want Andrew Garfield to uh, the Amazing Spider Man over Spider Man. I want. It's almost as if the titles of the movies they chose made it come true. (gasps) Their first one's perfectly good, but it's just Spider Man. The reboot is the Amazing Spider Man. I want Andrew Garfield Spider Man to meet Deadpool. Because I feel like he'd be into breaking into Avengers Tower to bake, like, 300 pancakes for no reason. (laughs) While singing Britney Spears. Let's talk a little bit about Ultimate Spider-Man. Ultimate Spider-Man was an animated series, TV series, in 2012. And it had Drake Bell. My main man. Of, uh... Drake holla back at you, Bell. Josh and Drake. Drake and Josh. Drake and Josh. From the Nickelodeon for the younger peoples in the audience. I just like keep expecting him to like go home to like a cartoon like Miranda Cosgrove and Josh Peck. <laughs> Be like, Megan, what did you do? <laughs> there were some cool things about Ultimate Spider Man. In this, he gets uh, recruited into the Avengers. He's really sassy. And. Clark Gregg voiced Agent Coulson. Which is hella, because So Clark that Gregg was fabulous. Amazing. And then another thing that was fun is Jonah Jameson was voiced by J.K. Simmons, the guy who played him in the Tobey Maguire version. So that was kind of fun having that familiar voice in there. 
I forgot something that was good about the Tobey Maguire movie. What's that? Um, the editor's mean to him all the time, but then when the Green Goblin is like, who is, like, where's the kid that, where's the photographer that gives you the pictures of Spider-Man? He's like, I don't know him. The pictures come yeah, in the mail. right away. Boom. Boom. Like, zero hesitation. No, yeah. like, what do I do? Just, I don't know him. The pictures come in the mail. Yeah. That was good. I, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because that was a... That was a nice scene that kind of Because got he's, lost. like, mean but also, like, likable because he's like, I'll give you 200. And he's like, that sounds a little low. And he's like, all right, 300's the fee, I guess. You can have it. Because you, like, he, you did, like, I don't know. I like him. Yeah. Well, and that actor is so great. And he was, you know, he's so, he's so over the <laughs> even, top. Even when he's yelling at people to get see, out of his no, office, actually, I'm like, you seem like a cool guy. We said earlier that about the, that we thought the tone was off because there wasn't, because of the cartoony Green Goblin. We forgot how cartoony Jonason is. I love him though. That was great. Oh, it's it's very likable. But and when he says he's he like was, he, he was very much he's over like you the have top problems trusting looking. people. He's like I trust myself. I trust my barber. And yeah. then he just wait because his haircut looks like <laughs> yeah. it looks like Iggy Azalea at those awards with her hair just like tw- like it's. <laughs> Uh, he kind of, uh, in, in a way, he kind of stole, uh, he stole a lot of scenes there. When, whenever that character was on in the Tobey so Maguire good. one, yeah. Um, so, Ultimate Spider-Man, so the, 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 those are the cool things about it. And of course, it was also cool that they faced off lots of the classic comic book villains and stuff, but the not cool thing about it was how hard it was trying to be cool. Because yeah, the voiceover... it was a lot of like whip snap, like wink, wink, like fourth wall. Yeah, like he was doing lots of like asides, like lots of stage cues. Yeah, lots of like no, watch this <clears throat> or like this guy. And then it would cut to when they would introduce a character, then it would cut to like zing zing. There's like the and he would sort of talk about the character and introduce him in, in a real hip fun way. And yeah, just, and it was so forced and so interruptive of the storyline like it do and also do kids not watch drake and josh anymore like is that not a thing because i was just i was just distracted like this is drake bell talking to me yeah well yeah because he does like they do the like anyone the voice the voiceover at the beginning of drake and josh and so i was just like this is just like a really long weird au voiceover but Okay, so to, to recap then, we watched four different Spider-Men. Clearly, for both of us, The Amazing Spider-Man comes out on top. Although we acknowledge that it's not entirely fair to put a 1977 TV movie up against these more contemporary things. There are but, plenty of 70s TV movies that I would put that I would put above lots of movies now. Well, they, well yeah. I mean, if you start looking at all movies, yeah. Um, Battle of Five Armies. <laughs> just, <laughs> just like sipping tea, but that's none of my business. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Peter Jackson. <laughs> that's none of my business. <laughs> looking back on these four different versions, any final comments? They're all pasty white I, men. True. <laughs> True, the, in none of the versions... Let's get some Donald Glover in here, you yeah, guys. Yeah, Let's get Let's get hijabi Spider-Woman <laughs> who, like, is having, like... It works because of the, like... Because, <laughs> like, it's... You, you, you... you. <laughs> she was making uh, 
gestures related to uh, having something over your face. Well, because and like she was you're forgetting beca- it was a podcast and not a video cast. Well, because like <laughs> the audience can't see you making those uh, well, informative gestures. <laughs> she'd have like the whole like the full body covering thing. Oh yeah, I like the idea. Which is like that like I feel like that would yeah. that would work. Yeah. Donna Glover. I it's time. It's time you guys. Let's let's get some radical ideas. Let's get um there's this girl I follow on Tumblr, yeah, there this was... Hijabi girl I follow on Tumblr mm-hmm. who um draws uh will draw like whenever she draws characters she draws a hijabi. Yeah. And she has some killer hijabi Avengers. Like she'll draw herself so like she drew herself as Captain America, but like hijabi Captain America. Mm-hmm. And I would by myself put that in number one in the box office. <laughs> Just the, like every day I'll do it. I'll take was, every ticket. There was lots of hope amongst the geekosphere when they started talking about the new Spider-Man that was going to turn up in the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, the connected ones, that it would be not Peter Parker, but one of the other versions. Better be. And so that it wouldn't be another pasty white nerd, but... Better not be pasty. I can't remember if it's been announced who the new Spider-Man is. I think he's another white guy. So, on that note, shall we uh, spin some webs and and, and swing out of here? Let's swing on out of here. And that's all the time we have for this episode. Tune in next month for episode 32, which will be something super cool that we haven't quite decided on yet. But trust me, it'll be cool. Would I lie to you if you weren't James Franco? (laughs) Remember that Generations Geek is a part of the Chronic Rift Network, which got its superpowers after eating a radioactive kiwi. The fuzzy fruit, not the flightless bird. Please give their other fine podcasts a listen at chronicrift.com. Thanks for listening. And come, come back, back next, next time. time if you're not James Franco. <laughs> no geeks were harmed in the making of this podcast. Ooh, shiny. <laughs>